Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What is up, Micah, man? I'm chilling, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? Doing good. Back from vacation. Uh, got a little refreshed, refreshed going on, and um, happy to hop, hop back into the saddle. And this is episode 174 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, Uber, Lyft, all that share economy podcast in the world. And we're coming at you from Fort Worth and Arlington, and we're ready to bring it today. We're gonna bring it. Yes, sir. Who we got on today, Stevie Stacks? <laughs> well, someone who's ready to get jiggy with it. His name is Will Smith. Give it up for Will Smith. <laughs> hey, everyone. How are you doing? I, I love the intro. I, mean, I love the energy. I just want to, first of all, thank you guys for giving me this opportunity. My name is William Smith. I'm out of Dallas, Texas, originally from Los Angeles, California, owner of Bigger Realty Professional. Um, so I do real estate, basically, real estate investor. Um, I have a team of agents. I also specialize in commercial and my agents do residential. So that's, that's a little bit about me. Um, I also want to really talk about this move that we're seeing in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We're seeing a lot of people coming from the state of California. And I know a lot of people are not happy about that because of housing prices. <laughs> but you know what? It's also making the neighborhoods a lot more expensive. So for those of you, your equity, thank the people from California for your equity. They're, they're helping you out as well. So. My website is called Cali, the number two, Dallas.com. And it just basically highlights the great state of Texas and um, Dallas, which is great. I mean, Dallas has is, is, is definitely been an amazing place to be. So, so that's are, just a little bit about it. Why are so many Californians moving here? Well, well first of all, when, when you are a graduate and you graduate from college and you go home and you realize that it's going to cost you about 19 to $2,000 to get a, an apartment that's not even 900 square feet. And, and so we got people that are graduating with their master's, bachelor's, and they're preferring to, to, to rent a room for $1,000. So when that's your option, you're looking for some place to go. And, and right now, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been Texas, and mainly you're seeing that in Dallas. And I, and I think... I have a theory. I think In and Out really started the move, and then, <laughs> and and then Toyota came, and then Trader Joe's. So I see this California infrastructure that just got created to bring a lot of these Californians along. So yeah. you know, there's something with In and Out. You got to follow the burger. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've been a, I've been a fan of In and Out Burger for a long time. I used to go out to Cali a lot back in the day. And that was the first stop. I had to stop at In-N-Out Burger. That was before, you know, they had them here. And freaking yes. excellent. I was like, this burgers are unbelievable. They brought them here. And I don't know. They just, eh, they're okay. I don't wow. know if it's something with the Cali magic. Maybe it was just the forbidden fruit factor in my yes. head, you know. Because here, I mean, they're okay. They're not. But the Cali, I don't know. Maybe it's the, the 100-year-old grills or something that they're using <laughs> And, and it's the secret recipe. It's the secret recipe, the secret menu. Um, and then also something to think about. In-N-Out in has never done commercials. It, it hasn't been since the last seven years, In-N-Out started doing commercials. So to have that type of following that you even know about In-N-Out, and I'm sure you've known about it before seven years, and it's only because going to California. So, you know, I just, I think there's something with that, that secret sauce that's bringing a lot of people back. So when did to you the, move to in? the metro? When did you move so, to Texas? So I, I've been here for about six years. Um, I actually was here uh, a little bit before In and Out, and then once the In and Out moved, I was like, "Wow, maybe we're we're on the same wavelength," um, <laughs> you know. But it's it's definitely been a great move, and I don't have to worry about you know be, having the fifty year mortgage because I was a teacher, and and that's was a program they had for teachers in California. Think about it: a fifty year mortgage. So you could come to Texas and still live the American dream and own a home, own property, and not have to worry about getting a mortgage for 50 years. 
So there, there's, there's so many great things. No state income tax, um, you know, great schools. So there, there's a lot of opportunities. And, and most importantly, um, the diversity that we're seeing in, in the Dallas-Fort uh, Worth Metroplex. Um, so it's, it's pretty similar. You know, you're starting to see a lot of those, those same California dynamics coming to Texas, which I think is good. Um, of course, you, you're, I'm seeing a lot more bumper stickers now that says, don't California my Texas. <laughs> and, 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 you know, so, so we know there is backlash. But when you think about um, the quality of living and, and being able to, to have your, your own home and to be able to live the American dream, I think it's really important, especially for a lot of the millennials and, and even for the young people that are just graduating from college. Um, you know, they have that opportunity of moving here. You could buy a condo still right now in the DFW for under 90000 That's not, that's unheard of in, in, in California. So to be able to have a, a piece of, of the land, which we all know real estate is very important for economic mobility, especially for someone like myself, who was, who was raised um, in the projects, you know, first generation American, first generation college, you know, three kids at 19. Um, to be able to have equity and to be able to move up, um, you know, different um, social classes uh, because of home ownership. So, you know, that's very important. A little question for you. Because you, you, you see in like the whole, everyone from Cali, they're coming here and they're coming here in droves. What yeah. part of the Metroplex are you really starting to see them go to? Frisco and Prosper. <laughs> You're starting to see Frisco and Prosper. I mean, it is so crazy how popular Frisco and Prosper is. And, and now we're even starting to see Salina. Like when we're looking at, at the data, uh, Frisco, Prosper, Salina, Plano was, was, was moving a little bit because you know, Toyota brought a lot of people with them. Mm -hmm. and, and so we saw that move. And so it's a lot of it is, is, is further north. But we're, we're, my job is to really give them the, the clear picture and really show all of Dallas, you know, parts like Cedar Hill, Duncanville, DeSoto, Lancaster, um, you know, don't Arlington. Bring here, man. Don't bring them to the south side. <laughs> no, don't bring them to the south side. No, Go ahead. Arlington, you know, show them, show them there. Because, you know, believe it or not, I'm a, I'm a diehard Raider fan, but a lot of Californians love the Cowboys. And oh, so, America's you team, know, well, well, yes, I, I get it, they, but, but nah, you got, you got to love it, man. You got to love the California, uh, the Raiders, the, the, the Cowboys, you know, training camp. They'll be in Oxnard. They usually have an inner scrimmage together. So got to love it, man. So it's a lot, a lot is happening in the DFW. I mean, the fact that Google is doing some things here, um, you know, Amazon's definitely doing some things here. So there, there's just a, a lot of buzz, you know. Uh, a lot of people don't know DFW airport is one of the top airports in the country. Mm -hmm. So the fact that, you know, we have all this notoriety, even Love Field is starting to, to build this reputation um, internationally. And one thing I do have a question, because you, you are, you got the Cali to Dallas thing and I'm loving it. Now, let's say somebody had a short-term rental catered directly to like relocations. What part of the what part of the Metroplex, like since Frisco's right there, is that a good place to have a short term rental dedicated to those people while they're trying to buy a house? Definitely, definitely Frisco. Mm -hmm. I mean, Frisco's is doing a lot there. Their economic development department, you know, you got the Star there. Um, you know, a, a, a lot of the, the the medical facilities are being upgraded up there. So definitely Frisco short term. And I would even say for your for your your, your short term rental people find areas that are near hospitals. I, I mean, that is, is a number one thing right now. You're, you're seeing a lot of these traveling nurses, you know, um, looking for places. I got people calling me, um, hey, I, I'm just, you know, I'm in the medical profession. Um, I'm I just took an assignment. Um, I just want to be around the hospital. And, and, and so, especially with COVID and all these assignments now, a lot of the, the nursing um, stuff. They're, they're, they're really doing a lot of um, independent contractors with a lot of the medical professions. So, for sure, so if you can get your short-term rentals um, near hospitals in your Frisco, McKinney, or just 
any of those areas. I think that's a, I think that's a great, a great move there. So, so you being an agent, you probably heard on the news not too long ago about, <laughs> about a certain Cali person who bid $100,000 over asking price on a South Lake property. Did you hear about yes, that story? I, I heard about that story. <laughs> And, and, and I'm going to tell you why it's not ridiculous. It's, it's not ridiculous from someone who sold their 2,800 square feet home for probably $900,000. Mm. So when they come here and they could find something that's 3,500 square feet for 600000 they just sold something for 2,800 square feet for 900000 close to a million dollars. So if they can come here, which they probably sold their house and they have all this equity and all this cash that they're willing to, to pay that type of money. Because if you look at the, the California market, we have homes that are 1500 square feet in some areas that are going for 1.2 million, depending on where you live. If you're in Orange County, if you're in um, San Francisco, anywhere up Northern Cal, I mean, there's so many areas that the average home is is about 2200 square feet that are going for a million dollar plus so these people are, are are seeing the value now and and they're they're selling their homes and they're coming here with so much equity and so that's why when they look at these home prices they're like you know what this is nothing i'll i'll, I'll pay it cash a hundred thousand over asking yes I have, a, I have a question are the californians changing their license plate when they get here Cause like, uh, you know, I'm originally from Oregon and Washington, right? So okay. like back in the day yeah. when they started moving up to Oregon and Washington, they'd be bidding on these houses like 50, hundred K over. And so like what the Washington and Oregon people start doing, like when they see California tags, they start busting out the windows. Uh, you know, <laughs> out the top. For real, man, it's, it, it turned into some serious shit. Uh, oh man. Like back in the early 2000s and 90s, early, yeah. late 90s. Yeah. Like they, but like, if they see California tags, man, they throw shit at your car. Cause like they were, man, these people were coming over bidding a hundred K over the asking price. Now look back now it's 21 years later. The housing wow. price is stupid high between yeah. Portland to Seattle. So yes. do you think that boom is going to happen here? And do you seeing the people change out the license plate to what's going I on? Don't, I, I'm still seeing a lot of California plates. If you drive on 75, 635, 30, I, yeah. I'm still seeing a lot. But you know what? I might have to talk about that. Like, hey, when you drive in these areas, you might need to get see if you can get a paper tag <laughs> and, and, and then come in with a lower offer. Because what is happening once they do find out that their people are from California, a lot of those agents are going up on those prices. So you are seeing that. Once they hear that people are from California, they're like, you know what? Oh, this person's from California. Let's get them. Get them. Yeah, so, that happens. So you, see, and that happens too. Like when yes. people up there, some of the, now a lot of people are getting mad at the neighbors because they'd be like, "Oh, this dude's from Cali, and he'll go yeah. sell his high price at a house at a crazy rate, take the money, he jets, he's gone." You know, so yes, it, it's very now. My thing is, I'm wondering what's going to happen at the future because Texas, of course, doesn't vote like California, Oregon, and Washington. So yes. I'm really interested in what's going to happen. Is it going to be a bubble pop? What do What do you see in the future? So. You bring up such a great point with the when it, when it comes to politics and and huh, I will say you you might see a change, but I don't see it. I don't think the California um, presence is going to really shift the politics that much because when you go to Austin, oh. Austin is a very liberal state. Of is very liberal. Yeah. But the politics in Texas has, has still remained the same. Mm -hmm. And really, when you look at it, um, personally, I, I, I would say um, the politics is what's bringing people. The no state, the no taxes, mm -hmm. um, the fact that Texas is an independent state and is not heavily regulated. I mean, I'm, I'm work, I work with some contractors that really don't have to go through all these licensures <laughs> to be licensed. And, and, I, and honestly, I think that's a great thing. We don't need all this red tape. And, and that's what has stifled a lot of Californians is that there's so many taxes that they're paying that it's, it doesn't even make sense anymore to be taxed out of, of trying to, to really have your small business. Because if, we, if we're saying that we want small businesses to thrive, then, then we, we, we should really pay attention to what we're doing with all these taxes in the state of California. So I think that's another reason why people are coming to the state of Texas. Um, 
the governor here really took a stand during COVID. I mean, I thought it was interesting. You know, I, I politically, you, you look at certain things and then when you're a business owner, you kind of understand things a little bit more. And when he was saying that, you know, hey, we want to open up our state. We understand that this is going on with COVID. But if we're a free country, like we say we are, we have to let people make choices. And the fact that he allowed people to make choices, and I know it wasn't popular for a lot of people, but when you're a business owner and you're out here hunting every day and, and making a living for your family, and you're, when you're being told that we have to close down and we have to do this and we have to do that, it, it really makes you look at things. And so that's what started the, the boom for Texas was the fact that we were one of the only states that were open in the union. And a lot of people started flocking here during COVID. Mm. And, and in real estate, we thought we were going to see a decline during COVID, but it was crazy. The market started shooting up. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a testament to the independent spirit of Texas. Are so, you saying liberals yeah. are bad for business? No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There was maybe like a two to three week window where you could get a decent deal. Oh man, he'll be back. But yeah, I don't, I don't think they're bad for business. But yeah, it, 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 I will say this: Texas did like the governor. And a lot of people didn't like his opinion and stuff. But yeah, it did do a pretty good job, you know, during COVID and whatnot. Even the real estate, it's still pretty crazy here, you know. Um, I don't know what's going on right now because you know the banks are pulling all the personal lines of credit and they just shut down all the home equity lines of credit applications. So I don't know. What what's up with that? dude, I don't know what that means. I'm like trying to gauge it. But like, you know, when they start doing stuff like that, you kind of kind of look at it two ways. You know, the people who pulled like all their equity out of the house and put it in a home equity line of credit, they can sit back and have that cash ready. You know what I mean? So if yeah. something does happen, uh, they do have that cash on hand. Coming back. Okay. Yeah, it was um, something I heard. Uh, a buddy of mine sent me an article. I didn't even open it. He sent me all kinds of articles. Yeah. But it's something to do with the banking collateral shortage. Yes, that's what I felt too. Yeah. Yeah. So you they know, got all this money with nothing to back it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's very interesting that that happened. Maybe Will can answer that for us. Yeah. I'm, I apologize. Can you repeat that question? I had well, some technical difficulties. Uh, yeah, Micah yeah, was, was touching on um, how the, a lot of the banks are shutting down like uh, personal lines of credit. Yes. And, and stuff like that and so and a buddy might send me an article i haven't opened it yet really um about a, a banking collateral shortage mm. now what does that mean so what's interesting is that we are seeing personal banks shut down but what we are seeing an increase of of like mortgage companies and hard money lenders shut down and so what you're and so what you're seeing is money right now is 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 cheaper for uh, a lot of the the big corporations and 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 so it's really if you're doing your personal banking it is a lot harder for you to have access to your money mm -hmm. so if you, even if you drive around right now drive around wells fargo drive around bank of america you're not the drive-thrus none of most of the drive-thrus are, are not even operating um bank hours bank staffs are, are, are very short, you know, they're, they're, they're short in staff. Um, and, and so, you know, when you look at the financial market right now, with all this, 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 this fake money being poured into the economy, um, it's, man, it, it's basically um, a strategy for, for more people to start borrowing. And, and it's just to get people more giving people borrow more people borrowing money um and so the more that the more you borrow the more collateral and you know it's really just to keep us on that wheel man um that that's that's my thought on it now if we look at it from the financial perspective um the economy is not as strong as it is and so we have to keep people borrowing money right now when, when you when you look at it from from the perspectives and and so personal banking is is really um becoming obsolete and mm -hmm. it's 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 
it's it's a lot going on when it, when it, we're looking at the market, and that's why you're hearing so much talk about crypto, uh, because there's there's a the World Bank, um, and all of this stems from China, you know China's um, influence with trying to influence the World Bank and, and all these monetary notes that are being held up, uh, and so it's really uh, it's it's really about the control of of of, of the of the World Bank and the central banks. And, and so that's what's really going on. That's why if you see, if you look at what's going on with the bonds right now, the treasury notes, um, there's a lot of discussion there because um, if, if China could get it their way, crypto, cryptocurrency will be the norm. And that's why you're seeing such a big push uh, with, with, our, with the US with not trying to have cryptocurrency because they, once that happens and we can't have money centralized, because right now the dollar, money is centralized you know it's 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 being controlled by the by the world bank and imf and and once we lose that centralization of money which 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 will happen eventually with blockchain technology and cryptocurrency um then you're really going to start seeing um economies shift because right now um this is why you see the, the American dollar so high and the euro and the yang is because it's all tied to the central bank and to these other countries that have the high interest loans. And that's why their money is devalued, like NAFTA, what, what was done to the peso or what was done to Haiti or, or Cuba or these, all these sanctions. I encourage you guys to, to read a book um, called Secrets from an Economic Hitman. And, and, it, and it kind of breaks this down a little bit more. Um, that, 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 that's real. I mean, because I'm happy you brought this up because, like, I, I've been telling people and I made a whole Instagram uh, video about it, you know, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, kind of be careful about, you know, how, how you're using money right now because, you know, personal lines, they shutting them down. I ain't gonna lie, I took my whole personal line when I heard they were shutting it down and I wouldn't got me a yeah. unit. It's like, forget this. I mean, at least use yeah. it. You know, because <laughs> yeah. what they were doing was they were like, look, we're going to shut it down. But after you, you know, whatever you use, you know what I'm saying? We're only going to charge you 1%. You have to pay 1% on it plus the interest. And I'm like, shit, I can go get an arbitrage, triple that, you know, and it's, it's, you know, use it on the business side. But on the personal side, it is getting tough out here because I noticed they never shut down the business lines of credit though. They're not going to because they can tie they can tie collateral and yes. and have ownership to your business when it's exactly. when it's something personal it's just you and you don't have nothing they can't go after nothing exactly but if they if it's tied to your business they can go after your property and go after your assets now and and you know, would, and, and so go, go for it man because like yeah because the business side you can do a UCC file and whatever and have access to it yeah. now. This is one thing that did concern me too. On the now on the home equity line of credit side, your your home equity line of credit is technically backed by your house. I wonder why they stopped the applications on those. Well, the they don't want you to have a a, a home line of credit. They want you to refinance because mm -hmm. a, a home equity line of credit is means that yes, it's tied to your house. But remember, that's a separate loan. That's a separate credit. Now, when you refinance, you start from ground zero, and now it becomes a total lien. You can still get the lien, but remember, a home equity line of credit usually is like what a certain percentage. It's not like a, a, a you know, so it's easier for you to get out of a of of an issue with a home line of credit mm -hmm. in comparison to a refi. Because now refi, remember, that's a start over in the loan. Some, yeah, your payment might go down, but you're starting back on, on year one with your payments. And so a home equity line of credit is a separate, it's a separate line. So, and they only have it capped to a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's not like the, uh, when you're doing a refi where you're actually pulling out a lump sum and then you're, you're, you're starting that loan all over again. And so to, to get out of a, of a situation, um, it's easier for you to get off, off a home line of credit. So as a risk perspective, um, you would rather have someone in a total refi than a home equity line of credit. Cause as an investor, you know, you, 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 you get more with a higher risk thing. 
You know, it's like, okay, if they miss these payments, then we're just taking this home. Home equity line of credit, you know, it's easier for you to, to, to regain your asset because it's not totally tied to that, you know, to your, your home, even though it's used as collateral, um, but there's still ways for you to manage to keep your assets yeah. in comparison to a total refi. Yeah. And also a refi, it's immediate return on their money. Because a yeah, month later, right off the you, back. yeah, you got to start paying it back. And I was like, on a HELOC, I can go burr up a bunch of houses, keep getting that money back. And then they ain't really, they can make money off of it, but it ain't yeah. like a refi. So yeah, no. it's real interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, hey man, it's, it's, it's capitalism at its, as its shadiest, but <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's what it is, man. It's pretty, it's pretty wild, but that's why we have to be informed. I mean, I mean, think about it. We, we have, well, they had loans out here and they're doing them now again, where, where, where people are just in these balloon payments where you're just paying interest. And then all of a sudden, year three, bam, you got to come up with that, with, with that 20 grand payment. So it's like, you know, we're starting to see some of those same trends that kind of got us in trouble in like, what was it like? 08, 09, that era. But I mean, I think, What's, what's, what's a little different with this one is, is that there are a little bit more provisions in place. But, um, I mean, home loans right now and refis are at a record high, once again. Plus, the interest rates are, are, are pretty low. You know, you, you got some people getting 2.5s, um, 3, 3%. And, and so, you know, borrowing money right now is, is, is cheaper, but... You know, we all know that there's it's a lot of high risk because of the uncertainty with the climate that we're in, you know, because it's really uncertain. I mean, we hear about this new variant. I mean, you're hearing all these things going on. Um, you know, people are talking about the real estate bubble. Uh, we, we do. We are hearing talks that a lot of people haven't paid mortgages within within a year and a half. Like some people are not paying mortgages because they have these COVID programs and, and they're getting um, up to a year and a half and they're talking about extending it in some cases where, where they're going to tack this payment on the back of the loan. So if you had a 30-year loan, it would technically be 32 because of the forbearances. So we have, you know, some people who haven't paid in two years, well, a year. And, you know, so there's, there's a lot of people that are predicting um, different type of um, bubbles that are coming. But I, I think Dallas is a little different because Dallas has so many thriving industries. And the thing that makes Texas different than, than nationally is that it is an independent state. It's, it's very independent. And this economy has so many sectors that are, that are, that are pushing it. Um, and, and, and so I think if, if when the bubble does hit, I think we're going to be one of the areas that's going to be very protective. Um, and, and, and so, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking at a lot of data and really trying to get an understanding on, on how this market is growing this fast and, and how, and how can it sustain? And because some of these prices aren't sustainable. I mean, what, what I'm seeing, um, in some of the, the areas in, in Fort Worth. I mean, I'm talking about cities like Azle right now. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Azle real estate and, and looking at Azle, Lake Worth, um, Wataga, and just really starting to see their, those numbers going up, how people are moving into those areas. Mm-hmm. And then when I look at Dallas, the Dallas side of the Metroplex, I'm looking at areas, areas like Crandall, um, Roy City, um, Greenville, and it's starting to see an influx of people coming in here. And, and so you just start looking at these trends and, and, and starting to see like how sustainable is, is this market? Because we're not even really talking about Dallas proper or Fort Worth proper. We're, we're talking about these outskirts as well that are starting to, to bring people from, from all, over, all over the globe, mainly California. But we're also seeing an influx of people from New York. Um, of course, you know, Louisiana, you know, the, the, the neighboring states. But when you start seeing that move here, um, it, it really makes you wonder, like, what's really attracting people? And mm. a lot of it is, is due to 
what we saw with COVID um, and, and how the restrictions uh, were not as severe because COVID in, in California is still not fully open, believe it or not. California still is very regulated. Uh, they're going back uh, to the masks again. I saw yes. That. Yeah. So, I mean, um, if you're a small business owner, man, it's, it's very critical. So how, how do you fit in the whole short-term rental um, market? So when I do the relocation, um, I, I work, I look out for people that have Airbnbs. Um, I work with, with people that do property management. So we're, we're definitely helping people locate, even with some of these apartments that are doing six month leases. Um, and then believe it or not, what's, what's popular now um, are these um, short term rentals when it comes to office spaces. You're starting to see a lot of that. A lot of people are moving towards this quote unquote, we work model, mm-hmm. you know, where you come and do these office short term, you know, no long term obligations. Um, and, and so you're, you're seeing a lot of that with, with commercial real estate now, where, where you're having these short term rental situations because of the uncertainty. And with the job market being the way it is, where a lot of people um, aren't sticking to their jobs, I think, I think there was just a report just came out um, just the other day where they were saying that, that for the first time, they've mm-hmm. never seen this amount of people that have, have either resigned or retired from their, from their jobs. And, and so a lot of people are moving for jobs as well. And a lot of people aren't sticking to jobs. And, and look, at, look at what we're, look at the, the age that we're in. Um, they call it a gig economy. And I would say it's the 1099 employee. You know, you got your Uber, your Lyfts, you know, your Airbnbs, um, your, your Toros. Um, I mean, it, it's really the survival of the fittest and the individual who's able to really think outside the box because we're going to get to the point now where um, there's really not going to be true full-time employees. We're even seeing this in higher ed. In higher ed, a lot, they're, they're talking about getting rid of, of, of the term tenure, where tenure professors used to be there forever and now we're starting to see that their colleges and universities are moving away from that and so what they're doing now is they're hiring adjuncts and adjuncts are are basically part-time employees that are on contract and and so you're starting to we're gonna have that same type of model with our with our kids teachers in the future where a lot of them are going to be on contracts where it's probably going to be your permanent sub that's a substitute technically only because they're, they're not a full-time employee, so they're called a, a permanent sub. Yeah. So now they don't have to get benefits. They're just a 1099 employee. And, and, and so you're starting to see that. It's funny that that happened because I remember the first few years of me being in the IT space, I, purpose, I, I, I actually worked my job like that. I was a 1099 employee, and I just didn't work for anyone. I was just independent contractor. And it was a good way to go about it, you know, and I, we talked about it then like we could see this eventually going that way. MSNBC just wrote an article as well. They said this time in the U.S. they're calling it the great resignation because of so many people yes. resigning just to work from home. So one question I did have for you is how do we get on your short term housing list for relocations? Because we are we definitely have the uh, Airbnbs and short term rentals. You know what? What I'll do is. um I will, when my, you just let me know your locations. When my leads come in, we could work together on that. Definitely help you um, fulfill those because we do get calls. I mean, we, we get a, a lot of calls and, and that is becoming a way for a lot of homeowners to make it additional money. A lot of homeowners are renting out rooms. Um, that's a big thing right now. A lot of people are renting out their rooms. A lot of people are doing Airbnb. Um, I have an Airbnb down in, near Addison. So I'm, I'm definitely familiar with it. I got friends that are doing it. And, and so a lot of people are, are doing those type of things. I mean, I had a friend that told me he's now putting his car on Toro. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Toro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a rental car. And so he's talking about buying another car just, just for Toro. So, you know, we're, we're really being creative with the ways we're making money. I mean, I have a, a, a another friend who's, a, who's professional, um, I mean, they're doing DoorDash. I mean, they're looking at different ways to to bring in additional income. Um, and, and, and so that's just where we're at right now with, 
with the way things are in, in our economy. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Um, it's, it, I can't wait to see what the future holds. Uh, I've got a few bills in the making, but I don't know if I need to be a little cautious or what. But yeah, I'm uh, definitely happy to see where it goes. And uh, yeah, that, that, man, you, you've been dropping some gems on us about what's going on around here, man. So thanks, I appreciate it. So what are the Cali folks looking for when they're when they're coming here? I mean, as far as uh, a short term rental for a while, what are they looking for? Um, accommodations, um, accessibility to shopping, dining, um, and just really entertainment. Because you got to remember, we're, we're dealing with a lot of these folks from California that were so used to paying these high dollar prices. And some of them, you know, right now that we know that a lot of these houses are, are multiple offers. And so just having a place for them to, to, have those accommodations while they're looking for their homes because that's one thing that you're going to see with a lot of California people that they're going to want their short-term rentals but their long-term goal is going to be to own a home Mm -hmm. but with this market short-term renters um, those short-term rentals are going to help out a lot of people because we know that the inventory is less than one month there's not a lot of homes on the market if you go to realtor.com right now and put in whatever city you live in you'll see less than 20 homes I, I mean, it's crazy. If you go to Dallas and just put in Dallas, you might see maybe 25 homes come up. You go to Fort Worth, you might see 30. You know, depending on Plano, you'll, you'll see low-level homes, especially when we're talking about the price range from 150000 to 300000 Once you go up to 300000 yes, there's more homes. But when we're talking about the average salary, um, which in, in most cases, forty to, to 60000 um, and that's about 100, 150,000 to 200,000, man, there's slim, slim pickings. There's really nothing there. Um, and, and, and so short-term run, rentals for people who are relocating, um, that, that's what you're going to see, you know, um, those are going to be your, your target audience or, or those individuals that are looking for homes, but they can't find it. And, and so they're, they're not, they don't want that, uh, a, a, a year lease. So they're going to want something in the middle. Now, what, what would be the best play for an investor? For example, like uh, someone like me or Micah that own four or five oh. houses, you know, should we sell them all and try to pull the, put the money into like a small apartment complex? I mean, what's the best play out there? You, you know what? The best player right now, believe it or not, are condos. If you can find condos with low HOAs are the best play because condos are still within the 80 to $100,000 range, and you could still make a lot of money off of your condos, your two to three bedroom condos, you can still get your um, $1,500 rent, you know, you can still get some good rents off off of your condos. We're spoiled though, man, we like that arbitrage play, <laughs> making three or four grand a month on a place. <laughs> yeah, true. Telling us what to do. <laughs> I know that is one of the things that you have to deal with with an HOA, but the good thing with the condos right now is that your upside, once you sell them, um, the equities are going up pretty quick on condos right now. We're, we're, we're seeing condo um, equities going up. I mean, it's, it's amazing to, to hear stories from someone say, hey, I just bought my condo last year for 75000 and now I could sell my condo for one hundred and forty. And, and, and we're talking about, this is within a year with some folks mm-hmm. who bought condos at that price range. And now they're walking away selling it at 140. Um, and, and, and so these people now are, are, are having to deal with that, where do I go? You know, so those people are, are becoming um, also short-term rental people because now they're, they're either moving in with friends, you know, and, and doing different things. Um, because a lot of people are taking the money and running with it and renting because they're like, you know what, I'm going to wait for the market to go down. It's real estate. Go ahead. Let me make my 200,000. Let me make my hundred thousand, my 80, and then wait, wait for this market to sizzle down because we all know how real estate works. It goes up and then it comes down. And if we, and if, if we see what some people are predicting, um, you know, a lot of people are saying that it might come back down again, kind of like what we saw in, in 07. So. So that's, that's cool, man. Um, 
So you'll be my my agent and help me find some condos. Hey, I'll definitely be your agent to help you find some condos. I you, you tell me you tell me when you're ready to go, man. I don't sleep. And I, I this is what I do. Definitely. Nice. Well, because here, here's how I kind of like kind of shifted my mindset a little. And because because, like I said, we get a little spoiled from our, our arbitrage plays, you know, making three to four grand a month on a, on a one bedroom, one bath somewhere doing Airbnb or, you know, short term rental. But um, and I'm like and 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 someone and a buddy of mine asked me because I put my my three bedroom, two bath house here in Hearst, which is right down the road. Um, yes. I went up from 1550 a month rent to 1750, you know, and I got a lot of, uh, a lot of interest and I got someone in there and they asked me, man, why don't you just try to, well, first they said, try to Airbnb it as well. They, they banned Airbnb in Hearst 100%. Um, also you go, Oh, you could do corporate and you need to get more money that way. And I was like, you know what? I'm starting to view my houses as just my, those are my savings bonds. Those are my savings bonds. Let them sit there make yes. all right money and gain equity. Okay. And I'm not going to mess with them. I'm not going to sit here and hunt down corporate renters every month and stuff like that. My arbitrage, my arbitrages are my, my business. I'm going to go out and find one. We're up to almost 20 already and we're making good, you know, pretty good money on them. That's my business where I'm going to try to max it out as much as I can. You know, that's where we're putting all of our effort, but my, my, my three bedroom, two bath houses, I'm, I'm just letting them roll, letting them get uh, good dependable renters in there with good credit and just letting them pay. And then every couple of years I'll go up on the price. You know, those are my, those are my savings bonds. No, I think that's a great strategy, but remember condos as well. You can do Airbnb. I mean, I can tell you right now, yeah. my condo in Addison stays full. Ooh. Right off of right off of Monford, not too far from um, what do they call that? Social side sidecar social stir, that <laughs> area right <laughs> off of and, and and so it's it stays full. Um, and and once again, we did have a, a nurse that took an assignment that was there for like six weeks. So condos are are definitely fitting more of the millennial lifestyle you know the millennials they like that you know it's it's it has um you know the the pool it doesn't have a lot of maintenance they you know they get to be social so it, it all depends on on and your on hoas your, your, your target the hoas have been cool there is hoas have not been been having a problem the problem has been the city of dallas and that new tax because you know there's a there's a there's a Airbnb tax that that if you're not registered now you're getting taxed so that's the issue and and you know still trying to find out like oh my gosh I didn't even know there's a tax how did they know this was on Airbnb you know when you received that notification I was like oh snap there was a tax so you look at that see something that said Dallas County Assessor like tax assessor I was like oh airbnb tax so they're monitoring airbnbs and and so different cities now have different regulations and different taxes specifically for airbnb and and so i think that too is creating kind of a, a discussion i know there were a few meetings at city hall about um certain areas they're trying to remove some of the taxes and different things so really looking at your city is, is also, you know, what's going on with Airbnb. I wonder, is Arlington like that? Because I would think it would be more lenient with all the stuff that's going on in Arlington with Airbnb. Arlington is, 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 is rough over here. You they got banned it okay. years ago. Oh, wow. Permit. Yeah, Ar Arlington was one of the first ones to really – well, Grapevine was the first one to shut it down. Then Arlington, they didn't shut it down, but they, hey, you have to be in this entertainment district and you have to have a permit. Now, what scares me about Dallas, and I'm happy I arbitrage over there. I don't own anything. I will be careful when they start going into, hey, you have to go register. You have to go sign up. Anytime the city has something, and this is for all the listeners, anytime the city has something where there's no system behind it, they're usually going to come in and try to shut it down. And that's what they did in Arlington. They gave everybody free reign and Let's just be honest. If you give people free reign to pay taxes, they ain't going to pay them. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. You, if you give people a choice, hey, do you want to pay taxes? They ain't going to pay it. So yeah. unless you make it a system. So that is one thing. If anybody who has houses in Dallas, like where you own something, I would definitely tell you at the next city hall meeting, 
tell them that they need to get with like Airbnb and tell them that Airbnb, they want Airbnb to partner with this city so Airbnb can pay the taxes directly to Dallas. Then it's out of the people's hands because the people, yeah, we're great, but uh, if it comes to paying taxes, we ain't got to pay them. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, that's 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 real. I mean, that those are some some real things to to, to deal with Airbnb. But um, I, I know a few people that are doing very well with it. Yeah. Doing very well with Airbnbs. Very I saw, well. I saw some signs driving through Dallas earlier today, and I saw them all over these yards. You know, and, and it said, um, it says stop the rezoning. What's going on in Dallas right now with the rezoning? What part? Um, this was I was around I was going around Love Fields and then up into um, Cedar Cedar. Um, oh, okay. Um, Cedar Creek. There, there, there's so many apartments coming in. Uh, a lot oh, of people are bringing right. in these, these apartments because because we know there's a housing a housing shortage. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of investors that are coming in and just throwing up these, you know, nice upscale apartments. But you know they're bringing in a lot of apartments, and so people are like. Instead of rezoning for apartments, let's rezone for affordable housing, mm. and 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 so that's why you. I don't know if you if you hear a lot with the Dallas debate. It's about affordable housing. You know, we don't have affordable housing in Dallas. That's what you keep hearing. But a lot of a lot of investors are 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 bringing in um, a lot of upscale apartments, and then what you're also seeing in some of these areas too, a lot of rezoning for um, these 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 smaller homes. And then now you're seeing these McMansions. And so a lot of people are trying to, to stop that, where they're going in and buying up five lots and building one big home. And, and so they're trying to, you know, you're, so you're seeing that debate. They're trying to stop that. You have some people that are trying to stop people from doing that. They're doing so, that in West Dallas, too. Yes, big building, time. Yeah, building up, buy big a time. whole big lot, replat it, and then build yes. one big-ass house on it, man. Then you got, like... <laughs> This big yes. ass five hundred thousand dollar house next to this hundred thousand, well, fifty thousand dollar crack house. I'm for real, man. Like, no, that, that's what's happening. West that's Dallas, what's going bro. on. Yes, West Dallas is crazy. Like if you go to West yes. Dallas, man, it's like you built nice yeah. ass block, nice ass big houses. Yeah. You got the trap house across the street, man. Like, yeah, and the yeah. trappers ain't leaving, man. No, they're, they're not. But you're seeing a lot of that. So that's. So those are the, the three things, you know, the, the McMansions that are buying the four or five lots and building one house, which is creating a lot. Um, the investors that are, are buying up these lots and then putting these, um, these uh, apartments. And, and, and then the people that are saying that, that we're doing all this, but we're not pushing affordable housing. So that's like a lot of debate, what you're seeing in the city of Dallas right now. Um, it's crazy because it really is like the wild, wild west when you're looking at real estate and zoning. Um, Dallas, the, Dallas is just a hot market. You know, you know, it's funny because like you see these city council people get up there and, and and say all this stuff about affordable housing, and even blaming it on Airbnbers. You know, we're the ones raising the housing prices or whatever. And then, um, but they never, they're never. Uh, and all the solutions they have, you know, kick out Airbnb or, yeah. you know, stop the, the, the rezoning or whatever. They never mention, hey, stop raising our damn taxes every year because you just <laughs> make my mortgage go up 500 bucks this year. You know, it's like they never have that as a solution, but yeah. everything else yeah. is the problem. Yeah, you'll, I don't think you'll, you'll ever get that. You'll, you'll <laughs> never get that. One. You know, they're always going to try to bring that up. And then and then if you notice. When the taxes raise up, so so does their monthly pay, their stipends, and and mm. things go up. Because now you know, if you notice with Dallas too, they're also putting for an increase in their uh, quote unquote uh, monthly pay for being mm. uh, public servants. Because a lot of these public servants get paid, you know, um, and and so they're they're increasing their salaries as well. So a lot of these tax dollars are going to their an increase in their salaries. So, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's in it for me? <laughs> you, know, you know, it's pretty sad, but that, that's, what we, that's what we get out here. You know? Well, I got me an Airbnb condo agent, Will Smith. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Going to find me some nice condos in Dallas and Addison, you know? Yes, definitely. Definitely be here to, to show you and, back, and back even the- help you. Huh? 
Oh yeah. Even yeah, help yeah. you with property management. You know, I got a team that will help you with property management as well. So oh, yeah, one stop shopping. Got and, to. And so um, back in the day, we used to joke, you know, uh, about people that go out and party in Addison or people that live there. It's full of $30,000, $30,000 a year millionaires in Addison. Yeah. <laughs> I guess oh, that's up to time. like 50 or 60,000 now with inflation. Yeah. But they, they act like, you know, they like to pretend like they're big ballers for a minute. Yeah. And it hasn't changed. Ad- Addison <laughs> yeah, is still, Addison you, you know, it's, it's still pretty live <laughs> up. And, and then now the, I, I noticed the big thing, even in Dallas, you're starting to see the, this, uh, whole Sunday brunch and mimosa push, you know, you're starting oh, to bring, you know, a lot of New people York, are talking. Yeah. Yes. So you're getting that, that Sunday brunch vibe out here. So happy hours, happy hours and Sunday brunch. I mean, that's, that's the buzz in Dallas. Like, Hey, happy hour, happy hour, happy hour, brunch, brunch, brunch. So, you know, you're, you're starting to see a little, a little, a little vibe in Dallas and, and which is really attracting a lot of these folks out here. And the best place so. to watch all my soccer matches is still the the Londoner in Addison. That's I love. Oh, the, okay. So yeah. that, that's your spot. It gets live out there, man. Good, good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Well, cool. Good I stuff. look forward to con- uh, you know connecting with you and helping helping me find me an Addison uh, Airbnb condo and and all of our listeners out there. If you need someone to to help you find something over here in Dallas, hit hit up our man. He'll he'll hook you up. Definitely, yes, definitely. Where can people I, I, find you? So you can find me at Cali2Dallas.com. That's the number two. Or if you're on Instagram, you can go to Urban Educate on, on Instagram. So that's, that's my personal Instagram. You can kind of see a little bit about me. Um, and so it's not just all about real estate. It's a little bit about my books that I read, a little bit about my travel, but it's Urban Educate. And, and I'm really new to the social media thing. You know, I've been really um off of social media and really having gone into it but but once i i left higher education um and and really started to do entrepreneurship 100 percent, i started increasing um my my social media and it's still still something that i'm still fairly new with but you know i'm starting to to realize that it is a necessity um it's really important to to have an online presence and, and, you know, so I'm starting to now get behind the shadows and starting to get myself more visible out there. Because for a minute, I was not visible. I was like, you know what? I don't want to do Instagram. I don't want to do YouTube. I don't want to. But now I'm starting to, to do some things and, and starting to put some content out. Facts, so. man. Yeah, the more people that know what you do opens you up to a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Yes, we, I'm, I'm seeing that. We're going to have to definitely Seeing talk it. off air. I'll see in your books you read. You read Thinking yeah. Grow Rich and you read $40 Million Slaves. I got to talk. Yes. As a former yeah. athlete, man, that, that book hit me hard. You know? That book is and deep. It, that, that's a very, deep Very one. deep. Yeah. Yes. Got to definitely yes. talk off air about that one. That's a deep one. Not too many people have read that one. Excellent. Excellent. But yeah, man. Thank but yeah, thanks for coming on. And uh, Steve, did you have any more questions? Or? No, I'm going to get his contact info, man. Get, get me a condo out there. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Hey, I thank you guys so much um, for allowing me this opportunity. I wish you guys nothing but success. I hope if you guys have families and kids, I wish them nothing but prosperity and nothing but the best for your futures and your family. Same thank to you. you so my yeah. Brother. yeah. Same to you. Yeah. All right, thank man. you guys. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. All right. Man, man, that was a good one, man. He definitely dropped some gems. I'm happy he cleared up that home equity line of credit and, personal line of credit stuff that's going on because i'm like man i'm real still kind of weary about that that's like you know when you start cutting off access to capital and if something happens you only have a certain people that have access to that capital it does turn into a wealth shift though you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. definitely interesting and yeah and what i was was telling you about like a shift in thinking it, it is cool to to have these you know we're getting you know our ultimate goal is to buy real estate right I mean, that's, that's what I think, because that's the best place for your money to grow mm-hmm. and the best tax advantages and someone else is paying off your note for you. That's the, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the three powerful things right there. And um, 
but you can have the best of both worlds. You know, we can have our, you know, safe three twos and doing doing their thing. If you can Airbnb them, fine, make more money. And if you if push comes to shove, the city shuts you down. Well, at least it'll make you it'll make you a little bit of profit on your on your house. And you can still find other spots to do your Airbnb and an arbitrage and stuff like that. And like you mentioned, you're lucky. You're glad that your Dallas properties are arbitrages. Mm-hmm. So if some if the hammer comes down from the city, you can get out. You know, you know, pretty much. Scott well, free or yeah, not, not almost really, not really well i'm not involved because remember it goes to the residential neighborhoods right 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 mine's in, i'm just on the apartment complexes see yeah yeah thing we got to really look at i mean especially and I, i've been like people who follow me on instagram know i've been real heavy on this and i was in a meeting with al, al, al williamson he said it the best airbnb is for rookies we got to get off that he's like you gotta it's a tier right so your goal is really to be a corporate housing provider. That's why I was like, hey, if you have the reloads, that's what I need. I'd rather have the relocation people, the insurance people, those people coming in. And then so then you can have your houses be those. You know what I mean? See, what we're doing is, look, I'm going to tell people straight up. If your goal is to start an Airbnb, have it on Airbnb and just have it like that, you're going to always be in competition with people. But if you start to differentiate yourself where, okay, let's say that three, two and Hearst you have clientele coming to you like, Hey, I need somebody for six months. I need somebody for nine months on a consistent basis. And you automate it. That's where you want to be. See, the problem is we got to get out of this Airbnb thinking Airbnb is just a platform. If you look at this whole board behind me, that's the whole goal of this is to get out of Airbnb. You have to have contacts. You need to be contacting people on LinkedIn, global mobility partners, especially after listening to this podcast, he's telling you these people are coming to Texas into Dallas heavy. So that means if those people aren't contacting you because you're sitting on Airbnb, that's a you problem. You got to get off Airbnb. You have to learn how to, if you, you treat this as a business, you got to go advertise as part of business, R and D research and development. That's where it has to be because it's us sitting here waiting on Airbnb to do our advertising and marketing. Then people, they ain't calling Airbnb. They call in global mobility. When Toyota moved here, they called a global mobility specialist to move all their employees here. You got to be on those. You know what so I'm that, saying? Go that's ahead. That's the new buzzword now, global mo- mobility. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, the what, that's what they're called, global mobility. So, so that would be the CHBO, uh, you know, like uh, you have it written behind you on the board, Chubbo, the uh, yeah, yeah. corporate housing by owner, furnished mm-hmm. finder. Yeah. Uh, I guess Peer Space. What else you got up there? Space, a bunch of stuff. ALE Solutions. Uh Verbo, LinkedIn, all that's up there. It's because we have to start networking to where we can build this as a business. I'll tell people straight up. If you listen on Airbnb, you don't have a business because if Airbnb shuts down, you're done. Yeah. You don't. You don't have a business. You have an Airbnb, which is dependent upon whatever they do. And if a guest complains, they can take money from you. Mm. So I'm like completely out that space. Uh, We have to like really go deep into how we're doing things. And man, like even now, like, I'm actually buying houses right now. I just got to offer accepted because of how I'm buying them. Like I'm buying houses off market. Um, I really want y'all to listen to that episode that drops tomorrow with Andrew LeBaron. The stuff he was given was the game changing. That was one of the episodes that really shifted my mindset. He's like, I get houses, creative financing. Then I'll put them on Airbnb so he can get a house for a thousand dollars then put it on Airbnb and make money off of it or short-term rental or however he wants to do it. You know, mm-hmm. getting into those types of strategies, I think that's where the world, that's where this space is going because the arbitraging with apartment complex is starting to get oversaturated. And people are like, if you go to these Facebook groups on Instagram, on Facebook, they're asking, Hey, I'll sell you a list of apartments that let you do corporate housing and stuff. And I'm like, okay, so you're letting a bunch of amateurs in. So what happens is you have a low hanging fruit here. You know, so, uh, but yeah, it's just a matter of a mindset shift of getting further into the business. You know what I mean? I love that, man. That's, that's real talk. Real talk yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, it's about matter, you know, shifting that mindset. If people love our show, man, and we love doing it. So uh, this has been, and we're, 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 we're uh, motoring towards two Hondo. It's going to be fun, man. <laughs> keep on going. Yeah, we'll be at two Hondo by the end of the year. We'll get it going. Man, we're gonna have some special, special stuff on that show for everybody. So I'm Definitely excited will, about man. that. I'm excited about all of our episodes, man. We're 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 le- we we don't we don't just tell people, you know. We learn. We learn while we're doing this, and that's Facts, the best. Man. 
So that's we've been, the best part about it, learning. This is, this is our this is a LLT University we got here. There you go, man. Let's Edutainment. <laughs> well, cool, man. It's great seeing you again. And, and it was a really, really informative episode. And yeah. Um, yeah, we hit it. We hit it from every angle, you know. We, we hit it from every angle, all the time, different. So everybody need to go get in touch with your re- local realtor that does relocations. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, and you can find us on liveletthrive.com. Email us at liveletthrive at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, I've been posting a lot of content on Instagram. Y'all definitely got to check it out, stuff that we're working on. Uh, But, yeah, hit us up, liveletthrive at gmail.com, and uh, follow us. We are out. Later. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.